just the news. And from justthenews.com, uh, AOC wants to overrule the Supreme Court. Not exactly. But she wants to limit what they can rule on in the future. And I know that Congress had that power, so thanks, AOC, for teaching me something. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> but also, Pennsylvania is outlawing Zuck Bucks. Zuckerberg money in Pennsylvania elections. Ooh, it's, that's spicy, as they say, as the kids on the internet say. And uh, the Trump endorsed candidate Harriet uh, Hageman. Hageman? I'll figure that out later. She is uh, setting fundraising records versus Liz Cheney. I could not be more happy and excited for that. Uh, Liz Cheney is part of that old establishment that needs to go. She's a rhinoceros, a rhino Republican. Uh, her family's killed who knows how many thousands of people because they are the warring elite. Raise some cane here. As we listen to uh, Larissa Leviere. Leviere? So check this out. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to enact a constitutional amendment. She did not. Somebody came up with this for her. Article 3 of the Constitution, okay? So... She wants Pelosi and Schumer to enact Article 3. I gotta light my cigar again. Getting light evenly. I was in too big of a hurry to start this video and podcast. 
Alright. So. <clears throat> New York represent <laughs> representatives. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Mondre Jones are leading a group of House Democrats urging Speaker Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat New York, to strip the Supreme Court of its jurisdiction over abortion issues. They penned a letter to the Speaker of the House and the Lead the Senate Majority Leader, saying, We write to urge you to support or urge your support for restricting the Supreme Court's appellate jurisdiction in the areas of abortion, marriage equality, non procreative intimacy, and contraception. Uh, non-procreative intimacy, that means uh, sex, um, casual sex, sex for, um, not for the purpose of conceiving a baby, but just to get it on. Uh, the letter continues, in doing so, we can ensure that Congress takes legislative action to codify each of these fundamental rights, a radical, restless, and newly constituted majority on the Supreme Court cannot further undermine the protections we would enact. So, AOC, uh, this man, Mandarin, what was her name? Madre? Let's go back up. Where'd it go? Yeah, Mondre Jones. M-O-N-D-A-I-R-E. Mondre? Mondre? Whatever. They want to limit the Supreme Court's ability to rule on appeals in the cases of abortion, same-sex marriage, uh, casual sex, and contraception. Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution assigns Congress the power to regulate the appellate jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. Now, I haven't read that article, but let's look it up, see what it says. We find a truthful meaning to this. Article I I I of the Constitution. The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as Congress may, uh, may from time to time ordain and establish. 
So let's Constitution Annotated Library of Congress. The judges both of the Supreme Court and inferior courts shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall stated at times receive for their services a compensation which shall not be dis diminished during their continuance in office. Time time obtain Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. What does that mean, however? Let's see if this gives us any further meaning of that. Clause 1 cases and controversy controversies. Uh, judicial power shall extend to all cases, law and equality arising under the Constitution. Evidently, their lawyers have told them that this gives the, the Congress the power to censure or say what the Supreme Court can and cannot rule about. Ocasio-Cortez and Jones highlighted Clarence Thomas's concurring opinion on the Dobbs case, suggesting the Supreme Court revisit other landmark precedents addressing social issues such as same-sex marriage and contraception access. Um, here's my thing. And this is just me. I don't think the government should be in the marriage business. I don't think they should tell you who you can marry and who you can't. I think your church should. But if a man wants to marry a woman, or a woman wants to marry a woman, or a man wants to marry a man, and you go to the Church of the Jedi, and that uh, Jedi Master says, okay, I'll perform the marriage, and sign the paper, and you go record it at the courthouse, that's it. I don't think you should be able to marry animals or children. In fact, I don't think anyone under 18 should be allowed to be married. Well, anyways, anybody that's like in their 20s that wants to marry somebody under the age of 18, no, not cool. These uh, defense, however, I don't understand what AOC's problem is because uh, a previous Supreme Court struck down the Defense of Marriage Act. And that was with some support from Republicans or Republican appointed justices. A state started passing these DOMA laws or Defense, Defense of Marriage Acts in 2004. Uh, a lot of them were put on the ballot as ballot initiatives to drive the religious right out to vote. And at the same time, they would vote for George W. Bush. But 
those defensive marriage laws have already been overruled. Now, Clarence Thomas said this could open the door for the Supreme Court to review those decisions, but a case similar to that would have to come before the Supreme Court, I would think, because that's how Roe versus Wade got reviewed and overturned. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez and Jones continue on in their letter. As we Democrats plan for further legislative action to protect and enshrine abortion rights, as well as three other fundamental rights called into question by Justice Thomas, concurring opinion in, Do in Dobbs, we urge the exercise of Congress's constitutional powers under Article 3 to include language that removes the Supreme Court's appellate jurisdiction over such legislation. The House on Friday passed the Women's Health Protection Act in a 219 to 210 vote to enshrine abortion into federal law, though the measure has already twice failed in the Senate and is unlikely to uh, succeed amid stiff Republican opposition, the note outlined. And th that's the end of that. Um, as far as the contraception goes, look, I think condoms, prophylactics should be readily available as they are uh, in stores. Uh, I think that the birth control pill, the pill as it's known, should be over the counter. I think the morning after pill or the plan B pill should be over the counter. And I think that we should be better educated on how to use these pills. Uh, at the very least, you should be able to have a, a telehealth meeting online with any doctor and get a prescription for birth control pills. It, it should be that easy at the least. Um, but... We should not be legislating or ruling at this point on how often people can have sex. The vast majority of abortions are strictly for... What's that word I'm looking for? Contraception. Because somebody just doesn't want to have a baby. And they find out they're pregnant. Um, there are exceptions in every state. For when a woman's life is at risk. In an, and an abortion can be obtained. Now... The Democrats and some of these people are now using money as the excuse for women to get more abortions. 
uh, you know, well, this mother that works three jobs. How many women does Nancy Pelosi know that work three jobs? I mean, they're out there. My mother was one of them, and it was a thing of pride for her. How hard she was working to support her son. Um, but a late-term abortion, uh, you know, the abor—they're not even abortions. These uh, pregnancies that are in the fallopian tube, which would every single time lead to the death of the mother. It's not considered an abortion by doctors. It's considered a medical procedure where they cut the abdomen open and remove the uh, zygote, the baby, in its smallest form from the tube. It's not an abortion. But Democrats are calling it that to trick you. Those are not regulated by abortion laws. Okay? But those are some of the examples of why Democrats want abortion to be 100% legal. Uh, in a few months, all of this won't matter because you're going to have a Republican majority in the House and Senate. If the dummies Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy played their cards right, Republicans would have super majorities in the House and Senate, but they won't. We'll have slim majorities. But uh, I will disagree with Clarence Thomas. We shouldn't be looking at uh, regulating the use of condoms, birth control pills, and things of that nature. Um, people are going to have sex. It goes back to the beginning of time. There was never this 1950s, everyone was a virgin until they're married Americana that we all like to pretend that there was, okay? So, let's break, and we'll talk in a minute here, about Zuckerberg's money being, not, being taken out of Pennsylvania. These articles will be posted on my getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Pennsylvania outlaws Zuck Bucks ahead of midterm elections. Pennsylvania has officially banned public officials from accepting and using funds from non-governmental entities to conduct elections. Last election the Zuckerberg Foundation gave out grants to small boards of elections, local government agencies, to help with the counting and collecting of ballots. But you had to count the ballots in the way in which the Zuckerberg Foundation deemed appropriate. So... Let's say no signature matching, no ID matching. And I'm not talking about a photo ID. I'm talking about 
when you send in your absentee or mail-in ballot, <clears throat> it asks for the last four digits of your social, your driver's license number, uh, or an address, so they can verify you are a registered voter. And in a normal election cycle, if any of those things are missing, the signature, the address, uh, some type of identifying number, driver's license, or last four digits of your social, that ballot's thrown out. In 2020, those ballots counted. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania has officially banned public officials from accepting and using funds from non-governmental agencies. Passed by the state's Republican majority legislature and signed into law, by Democrat Governor Tom Wolf Monday, the legislation, Senate Bill or SB 982, mandates that Pennsylvania public officials, quote, may not solicit, apply for, enter into a contract for, or receive, or expend gifts, donations, grants, or funding from any individual, business, organization, trust, foundation, or any non-governmental entity for regulation of voters or the preparation, administration, or conducting of an election in the Commonwealth. Pennsylvania is uh, its constitution designates it as a commonwealth versus a regular state. You can figure that out for yourself, the difference between a commonwealth and a state. Pennsylvania, Virginia, and maybe like one or two other states are commonwealths. But elections have always been taxpayer-funded. Your board of elections gets tax dollars uh, from the state, uh, and some of it comes down from the federal government too. There's no need for these foundations, all these groups listed, businesses, organizations, trusts, non-governmental organization uh, or non-governmental entities, foundations. I've probably repeated these too many times uh, to be giving out money unless it's to influence an election. And the best way to do that is at the Board of Elections. Tell the Board of Elections, we're going to give you a grant, and here's how you're going to count the votes. And when I worked the polls, I was in Akron, Ohio, we turned away 116 people one year. Can't remember which year it was. Might have been. It might have been 2004. I, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. 116 people. Maybe it was 117 or 19. But it was a lot. And I was the first one to speak up. Uh, your name's not on not on the books at this precinct. <clears throat> You say you just moved here. You can't show us ID that says you live in this precinct. Uh, 
116 or 19 people with this almost identical story. Oh, I just moved into this neighborhood. I don't have my ID with me. Uh, I, I'm not on the books because I just moved here from, and it was always like a Republican-ish area. Okay, they always said, oh, I just moved here from Stowe, or I just moved down here from Hudson. Stowe and Hudson are pretty nice areas. Hudson was the wealthiest area in, in the county at the time, or one of. Uh, nobody's moving from Hudson into the inner city. Okay? Uh... And these were all white guys and a couple girls, but they were all white. It wasn't a racial thing. Uh, but we told them no. And I had two nice little old Democrat ladies working with me. They said, no, you can't vote. You're not in the book. You don't have an ID to show you that you live here. We'll let you vote provisional. So we handed them a provisional ballot with a provisional envelope and a secrecy envelope and we put those aside when those 119 made it to the board of elections all 119 were disqualified some of them weren't registered voters some of them were registered in other places uh, and so on and so forth there was one guy in 2004 who wanted to vote against George Bush so bad he, re he registered to vote in 460 precincts in Akron, Ohio. Akron's big, a quarter of a million people. So he registered every precinct he could in the city of Akron. And uh, I think it was a demo. I don't. It doesn't matter. Someone at the board of elections caught on to it. And was like, I keep seeing this one name over and over. And so she looked him up by his name, and he was registered in hundreds of places. So he got turned into the FBI, and he's in jail. J A I L, Fed Federal Prison for election fraud. So this stuff really goes on. People try to register to vote in multiple places. People come up with stories. And in the 2020 election, there were enough votes of questionable means because of these mail-in ballots that, yes, it affected the outcome of the election. It's out there. So, if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. That's your choice. But the, the evidence is out there that there was uh, voter fraud. There was, uh, I don't want to say election rigging or stealing. But people counted votes that should not have been counted. Ballots that did not have identification that did not have a chain of custody, that did not have signatures, or the signatures were scribble marks that didn't match the signature on file. 
they've found people in nursing homes that voted that were in a vegetative state and were when they voted. Um, they found places, 10 places, one uh, investigative journalist slash comedian went to 10 empty lots where people were registered to vote. They found out one of the empty lots was actually a building. They went to like East something street and the voter address was actually West such and such street. So they went back a week later, went to the address on West such and such. It's an apartment building. The voter did not have the apartment number listed, but when the uh, person at the desk checked that name, that person never lived in that building. So, you know, the truth is out there. Uh, I'm glad Pennsylvania's cracking down. Ohio always catches shit, at least when we have a Republican Secretary of State. We always catch shit for having strict voting uh, laws. But we have, we have clean elections. You can cry, baby, all you want to. Uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., I think it was, wrote a book on how Ken Blackwell uh, helped George W. Bush win by rigging the election in Ohio. Now, if there's anybody that knows a thing or two about rigging elections, it's the Kennedys, but I'm just saying. Uh, Ken Blackwell enforced the voting laws. Frank LaRose, who's our current Secretary of Ohio, enforces the laws. Republicans will do anything within the law to win. Democrats want to go above and beyond the law. Other, in other words, break the law to win. I've seen it with my own four eyes, people. Trust me, I know. All right, let's, let's relax here and make fun of Liz Cheney. Be right back. sneeze maybe okay the sneeze went away just in the nick of time so breitbart.com harriet hagman h-a-g-e-m-a-n liz cheney's trump endorsed primary challenger breaks fundraising record uh, this needs to happen for J.D. Vance in Ohio. Uh, side note, um, Timmy Ryan broke a fundraising record uh, in the second quarter by raising $9 million. And I, I'll bet you, guarantee, a lot of that did not come from Ohio. So the Trumpeters need to get on the ball and get J.D. Vance some money. Although a friend of mine says Vance will win Ohio's Senate seat 
by 9%. And I, I think that's going to be accurate. But, oh, Liz Cheney, she's 20 points down. Hagman raised $1.8 million in campaign donations in 2022, surpassing her previous fundraising record of $1.3 million in the first quarter. The Casper Star Tribune reported. That's Casper, Wyoming, not Casper the Friendly Ghost. With $1.4 million cash on hand, she has raised a total of $4 million since she launched her campaign in September. Uh, this primary election for Liz Cheney, which she's going to lose, uh, is coming up August 2nd, I do believe. And Liz is on the January 6th committee. She's a, a never-Trumper, a Trump hater, for no good reason. Uh, I don't know if she hates a good economy. I know she hates the fact that Trump didn't start any new, any new wars because then her family couldn't make any money off the military-industrial complex which old Dick Cheney is legend of. Um, I can't believe at one time I liked Dick Cheney. Yes, I used to like Dick. What can I say? But... Now this is lovely. Liz, uh, Liz Cheney has raised a large sum of money in Washington because, of course, the Washington insiders, the swamp, they want to keep her. Uh, she's raised a large sum of money in Washington, D.C. through participating in Rep. Nancy Pelosi's partisan January 6th committee. Well, Hegman has been meeting voters in the Cowboy State. That's uh, Wyoming's nickname, the Cowboy State. Uh, don't know if they're broke-back cowboys or just cowboys. Not the Dallas Cowboys, that's for sure. Local voters have taken notice of Cheney's absence. The best way to get reelected is to spend a lot of time in your home district. And Wyoming doesn't... I think Wyoming is one of the states with more cows than people. I shit you not. That's just a side fact in case you're ever on Jeopardy. Uh, so it's, quote, she doesn't live here for starters. She doesn't really represent us. Sally O'Brien told Yahoo News of Cheney. She says she's a constitutionalist, constitutionalist, but she doesn't believe in justice for all, only for the January 6th people. And there are still people that were arrested on January 6th or rounded up afterwards, some of which are assholes that went into the Capitol building and should not have. I give you that. But they are not to be kept in a gulag without being processed or charged with anything. And that's what is happening. The January 6th committee is a sham show to try and keep Trump from 
being able to run for president again. It goes on to say, Cheney's conduct has drawn condemnation from the Wyoming Republican Party, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Now, he's called the Minority Leader because Republicans are the minority party in the House. They have fewer members in the House of Representatives, okay? After the Wyoming GOP voted in November to no longer recognize her as a Republican, McCarthy announced in February his endorsement of Hagman to defeat Cheney, a rare move for a minority leader. It's rare in general for a political party to not endorse the incumbent candidate. So you really have to have effed up if the state party votes not to endorse you, votes not to recognize her as a Republican. That's, a, that's like a step below endorsing her primary opponent, or a step above, pardon me, endorsing her primary opponent. It's unprecedented for a political party state level or county level or city level the city level really doesn't count some cities have like a republican or a democrat club but anyways it's not like an officially recognized party or maybe it is i don't know fuck it anyways it's unprecedented for a political party to not endorse the incumbent candidate you have to really F up and piss off people in the party. Okay? So this goes beyond her pissing match with Donald Trump. This is, she's not liked by her constituents. Uh, as this uh, Sally O'Brien told Yahoo News, she's not respected because she doesn't come back to her district that she represents, which may be the whole state, now that I think of it. Anyhow, she doesn't spend time in the district talking with the voters, talking with the people, talking with the cows even. And she does things that are not constitutional. The January 6th committee is a scam, a sham, a shite show, whatever you want to call it. So... She's gone. She's 20 points down at this point, a couple of weeks away from the election. So, bye-bye, Liz Cheney. Uh, shame, shame, shame. Shamey, shamey, shamey on you. So, with that, God bless you. Pray for one another. And we'll see you next time on the panic attack. Like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff.